The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in a land of deep darkness, on them light has shone. You have multiplied the nation. You have increased its joy. They rejoice before you as with you at the harvest, as they are glad when they divide the spoil. For the yoke of his burden and the staff for his shoulder, the rod of his oppressor, you have broken as on the day of Midian. For every boot of the trampling warrior in battle tumult and every garment rolled in blood will be burned as fuel for the fire. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder. And his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and of peace there will be no end. On the throne of David and over his kingdom, to establish it and to uphold it with justice and with righteousness. From this time forth and forevermore, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. Thanks, Amy. Well, it's uh, great to be with you all. Uh, if, I've, if not, I've not met you, uh, my name is Ben Pryke. I'm the assistant minister here at St. Joseph's. And let me add my uh, welcome to Rob's. Uh, it's really great to have you with us, uh, especially if this is your first time at St. Joseph's. I want to start off uh, by doing a bit of time travel. Uh, so first up, we're going to go back to uh, 1903. Uh, picture the scene. It's December the 17th. And uh, there's a couple of adventurous brothers uh, with a very dodgy looking airplane. Uh, you can see it up here, uh, the Wright brothers. Um, and they are trying to fly this plane. Uh, but this is a big deal uh, because no one has ever flown a plane before. They've had many attempts with no joy. Uh, but amazingly, uh, on that day, December the 17th, uh, the wheels lifted off the ground uh, and they timed 12 seconds in the air. Okay, short and sweet, uh, but definitely flying. And so Wilbur, one of the brothers, uh, runs to the local telegraph office uh, and he sends a message. We have flown for 12 seconds. We will be home for Christmas. The local newspaper editor uh, heard the message from the family. Uh, the family and brothers were well known in the area. And so on December the 19th, the local paper uh, placed a headline on the sixth page of the newspaper saying, Wright Brothers Home for Christmas. It was potentially uh, the most important story of the year, uh, and the editor had completely missed it, uh, or at least he just didn't think it was that important. Christmas is busy, isn't it? Uh, we've all got lots of things to do, uh, buying presents, going to places. Uh, but it'd be a real shame uh, if we missed the, the most important thing, like that editor. You see, the question that I'd love us to, to briefly explore this afternoon uh, is this. What is at the heart of Christmas? Uh, what's it all about? Uh, is it just a, a short burst of light in a, a dark, cold December to give us a bit of fun? Uh, or is it something more, uh, something that can actually last? To think about that question, uh, I want us to do our second bit of time traveling. Uh, so we're going to go back uh, not to the familiar Christmas story with uh, Mary and Joseph and uh, the manger and the baby, uh, but to 800 years before that, uh, to Isaiah, uh, who we read uh, from just there. Uh, Isaiah claimed to be a messenger from God, uh, and he wrote that passage, Isaiah chapter 9. 
Uh, now, we all come from different places, I imagine. Uh, we might have questions about Christianity, uh, and those questions are important. Uh, but let me ask you just now to, to put them to the side uh, and to come with me as, as we look at this bit of the Bible. Uh, Isaiah chapter 9, verse 2 says this, The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in a land of deep darkness, on them has light shone. Uh, at the end of the, the previous chapter, chapter 8, uh, paints a pretty bleak picture. Uh, we're told that these people are in distress and darkness and anguish. Uh, it's certainly not full of Christmas cheer, uh, but don't worry, we, we will get there. The people to whom Isaiah made this prophecy uh, were in a time of national crisis. Uh, they were worried about invasion from the nations around them. Uh, they were worried about what the future was going to look like. Uh, and they were in need of hope. And after our last couple of years, uh, even after the last week, let's face it, uh, we too know what it feels like for something that seems certain uh, to suddenly become pretty uncertain, don't we? It's been such a roller coaster couple of years. Some of us might have faced a great tragedy or loss, uh, or maybe it's just been disruption to your life. Uh, but I imagine that most of us know something of the darkness this Christmas, because Christmas can be like that, can't it? Uh, it it's a joyful time of celebration, and it should be, uh, but it can also be difficult, uh, whether it's uh, missing a loved one uh, or feeling the difficulties of having a disabled child like George and Jen, who we heard from, uh, or something else. Uh, now, I'm, I'm honestly not wanting to be glum at uh, this carol service. Uh, Christmas is a time of joy. Uh, but what I do want to show is that God speaks into the realities of life, uh, not into some fairy tale. Uh, he speaks into the messiness and the pain and the darkness. And he, said the sa he says the same thing to us today uh, that he said to the people back then. There is great light in the darkness. Uh, there's hope. But first, uh, we need to see the nature of that darkness. Uh, because the Bible says that at the root of all trouble and darkness uh, is our active hostility to God. Uh, we were made to enjoy the love and acceptance of God, uh, to live at peace with him. Uh, but we don't love him and listen to him as the one who made us uh, and gave us life. Uh, we push him away. Uh, it, it's worse than pushing our parents away. Uh, and so the Bible says that there's a, a gulf between us. Now, my wife and I uh, obviously never have any arguments at all, uh, apart from maybe one a few weeks ago, uh, and I've got permission to tell this one. Um, I can see you all sitting up in your seats there. Um, uh, we had an argument which resulted in uh, my wife shouting down the street as I rode my bike to work. And she then went back into the kitchen, and uh, a little four-year-old, four-year-old boy called Ezra, uh, turned to her and said, Mummy, you need to say sorry to Daddy. Um, you can imagine how well that went down at the time. Um, and just to be straight, uh, I definitely needed to say sorry uh, more than she did at the time. Uh, but she graciously uh, called me during the day at work uh, and reached out. Uh, and thankfully, our neighbors saw the funny side of it as well, our lovely neighbors. When there's enmity between people, uh, the only way towards peace uh, is for someone to step forward uh, and make a first move. Uh, and incredibly, we're told here that the, the God of the whole universe uh, reached out to us. Uh, the fault was on us, uh, pushing him away, uh, but he reached out to us. Uh, because we read in this passage 
that the light and the darkness is the birth of a baby, a child born to, to bring us peace. And do you see that in verse 6? It's up here. Uh, up here in a minute. Thanks. Uh, for, to us, a child is born. To us, a son is given. Uh, note that word for. Uh, I, f- all the light that is going to flood the darkness uh, radiates out from this baby. Uh, and what's this baby going to be like? Uh, we read that the government shall be upon his shoulder uh, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, uh, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and of peace, there will be no end. Uh, that's incredible. This baby is mighty God. Uh, God come down to be with us. God reaching out to us. And he's called the Prince of Peace, uh, the one who will bring peace. This baby is Jesus. I saw a film uh, recently where uh, a woman was going to court uh, with some, uh, against someone who had wronged her. Uh, and as you'd imagine, she got the very best lawyer that she could. Uh, and she rocked up at court uh, with her great lawyer in a black uh, Range Rover with a big entourage and uh, staring out the opposition um, and uh, um, looking like she meant business. And in a similar way, uh, God could have arrived on earth looking like he meant business. Uh, He could have sent a mighty warrior to to rule with a mighty fist and suppress the rebellion. But instead, he sent a child, born in a manger, born in the most humble circumstances. And he did it to show that there is an offer of peace there for everyone. Uh, Whether you're from uh, Benwell or Bladen, uh, whether you're rich or poor, whether um, you're black or white, or whatever your sexuality, ethnicity, status. Because that baby Jesus grew up uh, to be a friend to the guilty and to the oppressed and to the marginalized. Uh, and he went on to die a cruel, unjust death, even though he'd done nothing wrong. Uh, and in that death on the cross, uh, the mighty God absorbed the penalty of our rebellion uh, and our rejection of his love. And he took it on himself. This is why uh, Isaiah calls that baby uh, the Prince of Peace. He came to bring the peace that we most need, peace with God. And that peace uh, isn't just like the brief respite of Christmas. I don't know about you, but um, I, uh, I never feel like I totally relax until Boxing Day when I've got my feet up in front of the fire, maybe with a beer and a book, uh, or watching TV with the kids. But all too soon, uh, you're putting the decorations away in the box uh, and thinking about the busy term ahead. But at the heart of Christmas isn't just a warm, fuzzy feeling uh, or a short respite. Uh, it's about a peace and a hope Uh, that burns bright every single day of the year. Isaiah tells us that Jesus' rule will be forever. Uh, He says, of the increase of his government and of peace, there will be no end. You see, peace with God, it changes everything. When we're at peace with God, we know that we are seen and accepted and loved uh, by the God of the universe whose opinion matters more than anyone else. We know that God has given us a relationship with Jesus, uh, the wonderful counselor who will be with us every day of the year. 
It won't necessarily take away all our problems right now, but it will change how we go through them. And we know that despite all the darkness in life, uh, and even death, we will be welcomed by our everlasting Father for eternity uh, in a place where there will be no more darkness and sickness and pain. I recently read of uh, some parents who were adopting a child in a foreign country, a little boy called Charlie, uh, and uh, he was from an orphanage over there, uh, and they'd been through all the legal process with Charlie, and he was uh, officially their son. And, um, but before they were, just, they were going out to pick him up, uh, there was a political upheaval in the country, uh, and children weren't able to leave the country. Uh, and so the parents went over to him. Uh, they basically camped out at the orphanage, uh, spent half their time seeing Charlie and half their time lobbying the government to, to get him released or, or uh, to allow him to come home with them. Uh, and after a few weeks there, uh, the mother, uh, for various reasons, had to head back home. Uh, but the dad was able to stay there. Uh, and he was there over Christmas. And in many ways, it wasn't where he wanted to be, I imagine, uh, away from home, uh, and a fam- the family back in, in their home country. Uh, but he loved Charlie, and he was willing to go to that son and, and fight for that son. Uh, and eventually, he was able to take him home. A true story. And that Christmas, Charlie, he must have loved his dad being there, mustn't he? Uh, but more than anything, uh, it must have given him such hope and peace for the future, uh, knowing that if his dad was willing to do that for him, uh, what, would be, what would it be like to be part of his family uh, for the rest of his life? Uh, and that dad uh, gives us a bit of a picture of our everlasting father, uh, the father that Jesus can be. But it cost Jesus uh, far more than a plane ticket. Uh, he was willing to, to come down into the darkness and to give his life so that we can have peace with God and be welcomed into God's family. But we can only enjoy those blessings uh, if we welcome Jesus ourselves uh, and receive him. Uh, in one of the Gospels, uh, we read this. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who did receive him, uh, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. And we're told that uh, receiving Jesus means believing in his name. Uh, names mean something, don't they? Uh, if someone calls me Tintin, uh, like this guy, uh, then I, uh, I know that they're an old school friend. Uh, when my kids call me Dad or Dada, uh, it tells you something about their relationship with me. Uh, and so the question as we finish uh, is this. Uh, what are you going to call Jesus? What are you going to call Jesus? Uh, you see, to receive him... Uh, means being able to call him those great things that Isaiah calls him, a wonderful counselor, uh, to ask him to be the one who, who guides you in life, mighty God, uh, to recognize him as your God uh, and your creator and sustainer, everlasting father, uh, to know his love for you, prince of peace, to ask him to give you peace with God by forgiving you and accepting you through his death on the cross. Uh, That is what is at the heart of Christmas. Uh, That is the hope and the peace that burns bright uh, every day of the year if we're trusting Jesus. 
Uh, maybe you feel able to uh, call Jesus those things right now. Uh, and you can rejoice in those things this Christmas uh, and those things every day of the year, knowing that he is with you in all the ups and downs of life. Or maybe you don't feel that you know him well enough to call him those things yet. Uh, that's, uh, that's totally understandable. Uh, but, uh, or you've just got lots of questions. Uh, but let me encourage you uh, to find out more about this hope that's worth having. Uh, we'd love you to join us on Sundays here at St. Joseph's. You're always welcome, uh, even if you're just looking into things. Uh, or come along to our Better Hope evening uh, that we're having on Zoom in January. Uh, we'd love you to join us at that, uh, where there's a chance to ask questions uh, and discuss things. Well, I hope you have a fantastic Christmas. Uh, that's me for now. Um, but let me invite you to, to reflect on these things, uh, to ponder these things. Uh, in the words of our next carol that the band are going to sing. Uh, so let's just stay seated for this one. They're going to sing it solo.